Zero off. This is episode number 437, Funding the Dream. It's today. Collective. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me at Jason Tucker on stuff. You can also find me over on Mastodon, so feel free to do that as well. Oh, you did mine too? Oh, my name's Say Reed. I'm at Say Reed Media, not on Twitter. <laughs> That's Jason Cosper. He's out today. We're sad about it, but he has his own uh, Mastodon instance. You should join it. And you can find me on all the us on Apple Podcast, Audible, Google Podcast, and all that stuff. And you can also go and hang out with us on Discord. Links are in the description below. Speaking of links, we got some folks that we linked it up with today. We got Courtney and Katie on the show today. Say so you want to you want to give us a little quick intro on who these folks are? Emphasis on quick. Okay. Can you tell that if you're if you're listening and not watching, then you can't tell that I'm like jumping out of my seat. I love all our topics lately. They're the best. Um, but this one's near and dear to my heart. We've got uh, two of my very good friends on the show today, and I'm so pleased about it. This is Courtney Robertson. Hello. Again. Who are you and why are you here? I keep coming back. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, I'm Courtney Robertson. I'm a dev advocate at GoDaddy Pro, and I am a longtime contributor to the WordPress training team. Mm -hmm. And uh, Katie Adams Farrell to my this direction. (laughs) <laughs> Hello. <laughs> this way. <laughs> tell me, tell me. Oh, did you are. say who am I? Who am I? I don't really know. So my name is Katie Adams Farrell, and I'm actually Say's business partner in Keratin Collaborative. Ooh. Um, Ooh. and we do all kinds of nonprofit management and website development. I don't do any of that. Say does all of that, obviously. Well, she um, but my background is nonprofit management, fundraising, finance, marketing, all those. All those good things. Yeah. Oh, Bob. Hi, Bob. Yeah. Uh, so we are here today because in addition to being wonderful people and uh, super experts in their fields, like literally, um, uh, Katie and Courtney and I have uh, joined forces together to launch, to start, not to carry on forever, but uh, just to begin uh, an organization called the WP Community Collective. And this is the uh, secret I've been um, excitedly tweeting GIFs about uh, for the past few months. Um, and I'm so excited to finally be able to tell everyone about it. Um, there were a few things that needed to come into place before we announced this publicly. One of which was really important to me was to make sure that Matt Mullenweg was aware of what we were doing because... Uh, I just think that's a good idea. No reason, uh, particularly. <laughs> but uh, so, uh, yeah, everyone, I told Matt, okay, so <laughs> he knows. We could now move on. So anyway, the WP Community Collective, um, Katie, Courtney, and I are um, the founding board members for We Will Be for this first year. And after that, we have a lot of plans for what we want that to look like afterwards. But uh, we're going to tell you a little bit more about it now. This started out because of the ongoing problem in WordPress that if you're listening to this podcast, you are familiar with, of contribution. Ah, I like how that came up right at the same time. 
So, uh, Courtney, can you tell us a little bit about um, some of the challenges that you, you know, run into over the course yeah. of your contributing career? Yep. So, uh, as a contributor to WordPress since technically 2009, um, I've seen different amounts of availability and organization. Um, so to that, I mean, my very first contribution to WordPress was checking guests in for a WordCamp back before the foundation oversaw WordCamps. I'm not sure if the foundation was even a thing yet, actually, when I started. Um, and then I joined a team and started contributing regularly in 2014. And I was juggling that against um, my own business, building websites for clients. I have contributed while being a bootcamp instructor. I was not able to contribute um, for an, a few years in there while I had young children. Financially, I needed to work on some other things with those hours that I had available, those limited those hours. precious, precious hours. Yeah, during when you've got littles and you've got a three hour nap to work in. Um, you, three you hours, that's you generous. None of my kids it, took three hour naps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we worked hard to get that scheduled and in place so that I could have time to do some earnings for the family. Um, and so as we navigated through a lot of those things, my availability as a contributor was hit or miss. Um, and I got to a point where I saw the work that was happening on learn.wordpress.org coming before we even launched it. And I felt so passionate about this work that I reached out of my own accord to my now manager and said, if there is ever a possible way that I could be employed by a company to be a contributor, I would absolutely love to do so. But of course, uh, even that became a bit of a challenge because companies don't always think uh, about how their methods of getting contributors involved would look like. Um, what does it mean to hire staff to be contributors? And so, I have a couple of coworkers, Mike and George, that are full-time contributors to CORE and Gutenberg, and they do fantastic work in those areas. Uh, but it's it's an ongoing thing for contributors to juggle. I have this part of my life, and I've got this availability, and they might go together, but I also have to um, pay for my living. I have to take care of my food. I have to do these things. and so. That struggle is very real, and it's one that I felt as a contributor that was not sponsored for eight plus years. Yeah, my work in WordPress, whatever you may think of it, has never been sponsored. I've been active in the community since 2012. Um, obviously, never paid for any speaking engagements or organization for WordCamps, obviously. But um, I've never been sponsored, other than I have, you know, my own company, and so. I can choose to spend my time on whatever I want, but it's certainly not billable and I'm certainly not getting paid for it. So what I've noticed um, is that that's, there's a, so many people in this boat and uh, it's, it's probably the bulk of the WordPress community, the engaged WordPress community, that people would do so much more if they could, if there was a way for them to just, you know, spend five hours a week uh, working on some problem that's been in the you know a bug in the track for eight years for example and someone could just you know spend that dedicated time but it's really difficult to do that when you're just allocating five hours of your life with no compensation whatsoever and that's without getting into the complications of are people getting their contributor badges and there is there even any sort of actual recognition like in the form of emotional fuzzy 
that you know come and make you feel good. Like so, there's that whole thing. But I'm literally talking about just the practical element of trading your time. And because of that, what I've noticed is that the um, the decisions and the more consistent long-term plans are by default of this situation um, relegated to people who are sponsored contributors. But it's just how that happens because life comes up, you can't make a couple meetings or something changes or you get a different job or you're, you know, you have to go in and you can't do the same type of uh, consistent uh, volunteering that you were doing before. And uh, that means that the project is being led by um, sponsored contributors primarily. And I'm not arguing if that is a good thing or a bad thing, but what I do know is it's not a balanced thing. And so that is a big part of the uh, impetus to fund this organization, to find a way for all of us to essentially pool our funds. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, but put our, our stuff together to um, support ourselves working on our own software. That is this open source software that is powering our businesses and our, our, you know, our clients' businesses and our catalogs and whatever else. I get so like starry eyed about WordPress these days. It's like ridiculous. I like get off. <laughs> Let me talk about WordPress some more. Um, so given that, a lot of tech companies right now, uh, I know, Courtney, you've been working really, really diligently on finding ways to bring, um, to increase uh, corporate contribution in the form of onboarding more contributors or sponsoring mm -hmm. people through GitHub sponsors or finding ways to make it so that people can work on even just the code. but. Yep things like the, the handbooks or the marketing or I don't know, the mobile app or like whatever. Um, so there's, there's all these areas that need that work. And you've been trying to work with different companies to, to develop that capability. And there has been a concerted effort, a, 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 a slow maybe, but, and maybe confusing effort towards five for the future, which yeah. is, intended for anyone who doesn't know to be that anyone who's like, you know, basing their business off of WordPress would donate 5% of their time or their, you know, whatever it is, funds back to WordPress. And it's actually that second part that I think is really important in terms of funds because time and funds for corporate, uh, bigger, especially bigger corporate businesses, yeah. they're not the same thing. Yeah, so, even the smaller ones. Yeah. Um, you know, I I have experience working now for three different major brands in the WordPress space. And in the time that I have been with the previous two before where I am now, I expressed interest in contributing as part of my role there. And that was not an option for me at that time. And that was uh, at a, those were at WordPress age, like specifically making mm -hmm. WordPress products. That was not yes. like, that was not like, you know, oh, you know, we're an agency and we kind of make WordPress projects as half of our stuff. That was like literally where yes. look on her LinkedIn for where it was. But we don't need to dig into it. I, <laughs> but <laughs> that said, um, that what's, what's really interesting or good to know is that I've spoken with some of my former coworkers at the last place where I worked and, 
uh, you know, they're they're checking out what's happening on Learn. That gave me their hiring matrix and said, turn this into curriculum. You have our blessing. Go. Uh, so there are ways that they are interested in, you know, considering the work of funding open source. Right. They recognize and, that it is important. And it's a However, growing. Uh, they also face ooh. some funky challenges. And the same is true for my employer. Like, how do we have if we've got uh, rules of where we are able to hire from? Did you say HR. funky, by the way? I'm sorry. Did you say funky challenges? It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if they're allowed to hire in certain areas, certain markets, maybe even down to specific states that they are allowed to hire from because of tax laws and all these other weird things. Um, and the person lives in some location that they're not open to hire from at this time. How do you handle that? Or yeah. how do you oversee what department is going, who's going, who are these people reporting to? That are right. How are their what are, How do we identify what the goals are for what they should be doing, and what are their performance metrics? And I say this, recognizing that that as a volunteer contributor of, you know, thirteen, technically thirteen years of contributing to WordPress, um, I I recognize that plugin theme shops and uh, hosts are going to be the places that have money. Right, they're the ones that are primarily building a lot of things related to WordPress, but also I recognize that you do not have to get financial backing from those types of institutions to do this kind of work and why it might matter. So always keep that in mind that I am not saying that only hosts should be financially supporting or that only plugin or theme companies or only big agencies that specialize in the WordPress community should be doing these things. No, but I recognize what the challenges are for those specific niches because that's where I have worked. Yeah. Um, and I recognize that the challenges of where we can hire from, who are they, who are people reporting to, what are their performance objectives, how do we know when those objectives are met, when you have shareholders involved and um, <laughs> communicating yeah. all of that to the shareholders, like, oh, yeah, it's really important. open source. <laughs> yeah, it's important. Yeah, well, I think it's just like, you know, from a broader picture, it's it's much more expensive and much more complex for a company to hire somebody to do this work that's nebulous, right? right? And like, and then if that company is setting those objectives, like the whole point in working for a company is to further that company's objectives. So they're going to be along a certain vein, right? That's related to that company's business regardless. And that's fine, like they, they need yeah. that to thrive, right? Like that's part of it. But, but just in terms of like uh, flexibility um, to respond to what's happening in the community and the environment right now, like those companies aren't going to have that flexibility because it's not their business. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and and it's so much harder to hire at those companies than, um, you know, an organization that's specifically built for this purpose. Yeah. Like, so just talking specifically about automatic, it automatic, I think, has a much easier path to hiring contributors because For it is sure. their core software. So it's it's uh, the, the amount of contribution that Automatic does is 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 wildly disproportionate to the rest of the ecosystem. And there are mm -hmm. tons of people out there, but you know without getting into too, too many politics, there I think it, there is reason for everyone to kind of feel disgruntled about the current situation because I understand why the folks at automatic would think that they're doing all the work. And I would understand why the other, 
folks who aren't working at Automatic would think that automaticians are running everything. Um, even though everyone's like trying not to have it be the case, but it's just literally, again, a matter of time and availability. And, you know, the project needs to continue to move on. And if people can only check in once a week, it just, but that's the difference between someone who's working on it as a sponsored person, as a full-time person versus someone who's able to just join in because they love WordPress or they, you know, you know, have good ethos about like open source or something. So, um, one of the ways that we can, that, that the WP Community Collective hopes to answer this problem is through um, taking a different tactic in terms of how do we fund those contributors? How do we support them? And instead of having that half, that those uh, folks who are coming on need to be a an employee of um, whatever company it is, they can instead uh, contract or be an employee through uh, the WP Community Collective, which can then collect funds both from uh, different companies, different agencies, and the general community and channel it into uh, really clear and specific uh, contribution pool, let's say. So uh, Katie, they, before we get too far, they don't have to market themselves to try and raise their own funds. Yeah, I mean, GitHub sponsorships is happening, and that is a, a thing. But there, the, the the idea that everyone's out there like trying to be like, you know, can you put five dollars on here, and it's a Patreon for like for like code, like it's it's it makes it just so much more work to contribute than just being able to contribute, and that's what we're really hoping to remove uh, some of the huge barriers and, and constant barriers to this. So I just, before we get too far into 10 minutes left, but I do want to talk about real quick um, why this, in addition to the employment, the difficulties of hiring people to do contribution, uh, I do want to talk about also sort of the, um, not the charity arm, but the, 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 the donation arm that many organizations and corporations have. And um, Katie, can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So I think one of the incentives for companies to give to a 501c3 incorporated nonprofit organization, and we are incorporated through our fiscal sponsor, um, which I think say we'll talk about a little bit more, but it's called the Open Collective Foundation. So one of the incentives for companies, and, and we can talk about individuals a little bit more too, um, is that first it's going to be a lot less expensive for them to take an amount of money and and donate it to a nonprofit organization there are tax incentives there regardless like most larger companies have some sort of philanthropic uh corporate sponsorship arm which is like a foundation or you know some sort of tax Deductible. Or even marketing dollars. Yeah, or marketing dollars, right? Which right. you can all, which are also deductible in a, in a different kind of way. Um, so it can come from a number of buckets, but it's it's um, you know, and and of course there are metrics. To Courtney's point, there are metrics and performance objectives that go along with that. But it's much easier to channel that money to an organization whose sole purpose is this than to try to figure out how to add it on top of whatever else they have going on. So like it's a financial incentive and it looks great in the community, right? Because then you're giving to this organization who is much more, you know, open and transparent and accountable in terms of who we hire, 
who the community says we should hire, what the community or says really hire. are some of the pain points, you know, like it's that, that type of transparency that I think that the WP community collective can offer that something like um, GitHub sponsors or something like a company doing this work can't. And that, and that transparency is really important to me from a nonprofit perspective, because obviously there are so many nonprofits all over the place that are doing really important work. But because of the way that they are designated by the IRS, there's very little financial transparency or accountability. So you're like, yeah, we hear you that you say you're doing all this work, but like, it's very easy when that story isn't there to just assume that there's something nefarious going on when it's just really opaque, right? So like the WP Community Collective is a thousand percent transparent, like literally every single transaction that happens is public. Um, yeah, every penny that we spend is public and posted on our open collective fundraising page. So fundraising is very easy and you can see exactly where that money's going, like literally every penny. So I think that is a big and important difference in terms of, you know, what we've got, why, why you would consider the WP community collective to be able to do this work in a more efficient and accountable way. Yeah, I think accountability is a big part of this because um, it, it's not just about, I, I think it's not that the GitHub, the folks working through GitHub sponsors are not doing the work, but it is that it is difficult for a company to assess that. Like that is, it is difficult to translate whatever work they're doing into why to justify the contribution. And part of the structure that we're building into the the WPCC is that um, that kind of that feedback loop where we're also talking about what are what issues are coming up within the work of the contribution because a lot of the contributors who are corporately sponsored or just sponsored let's just say sponsored contributors right now are um they're doing their contributions you know uh, the people i know are wonderful people doing great work but part of their work is reporting back to the company that they are working for you know they're giving that information and they're giving it to their company again not in a nefarious way but it is not being put out there into the community. There are some folks who are doing that. Like, for example, Courtney uh, spends so much of her time every week compiling an uh, uh, intense list of <laughs> all the stuff that is happening in WordPress, all the different make teams and all of that every week. And she posts that uh, along with post status. So she posts that on post, posts that on post status site. Wow, it's hard to say. Um, uh, and that work is, I think it's really one of the few things I can point to where I'm saying this sponsored contributor is sharing information with the community in the hopes of encouraging uh, engagement, encouraging contribution, encouraging just knowledge and information. And a big part of the problems that we run into as a community not excluding the active growth plugin drama of the summer is communication and a lack of communication. Stuff is happening in the make channels. Stuff is happening in private channels, which is fine, but it's not getting out into the community. And there's lots of avenues for that. Obviously, the WP briefing is happening. So I'm not at all saying that that information is being withheld. There's just 
so much information. And, and I think the contribution part of it is good because it's outside of GitHub. Like GitHub yeah. is like, it's a right. developer thing. Right. Not WordPress. WordPress thing. as a community is not just developer. <laughs> I mean, it's very much more thing. other things too. But what I'm just saying is like, I don't, I, I don't use GitHub. Like me myself, like my work, I, I don't. But I can go onto a website that has a big donate button on it, and donate a hundred bucks, and didn't have to go through the rigmarole of GitHub to actually do it. So I don't know. I think it's a more approachable way of doing it. A quick pause here. I will note, um, I did help get from GoDaddy to get an individual sponsor, Joe Dolson, through his GitHub sponsorships page. And that was actually the easiest sponsorship to get through. Um, and he is able to contribute for accessibility. And that doesn't require him to code, although he does review a bit of code as part of what he does. That doesn't require him to do so. GitHub sponsorships can be one of the avenues Open Collective uses to pay folks out. Um, from what little bit of digging I've been able to do has happened. However, the burden of requiring someone to use GitHub and or uh, connect to Stripe, and some folks do not want to connect to Stripe, and then whatever the international markets are doing globally, yep. that adds exorbitant extra steps, not just have a GitHub, have it connect to their payment gateway, do this, do that. So it can work that way with Open Collective because it's kind of the API of payment gateways, I would almost say. Um, it can work through a lot of those challenges as we're exploring it. But um, the, the burden of a contributor having to bring everyone to their own GitHub profile and sponsor right. page, mm -hmm. exactly. that and barrier is gone. So yeah. this is, I think this is really <laughs> important. And this is where the collective, the, commu the community yeah. collective component comes in. Because what we want to do is consolidate these efforts, not say, oh, you shouldn't be doing your own GitHub sponsorship or whatever, but um, consolidate the efforts so that the administration of this, the promotion of this, the awareness of who's doing it, who's doing what is uh, more centralized. And that we can pool our efforts, yep. uh, smaller agencies or um, you know, plug-in shops or whatever, we can pool our resources to um, advance many types of contribution. So not just core con contribution, but also um, handbook editing, for example, or helping, you know, developing learn curriculum that helps people learn how to contribute. And all of this stuff feeds into a stronger uh, project overall, a stronger okay. community, a stronger code base. I mean, I'm really excited about the idea that we could maybe put together some funds or a little fellowship for like old ticket. <laughs> so like we call it like old ticket fellowship or something. And it's like, all right, your job is to go handle all tickets that are over five years old and talk about them. And let's talk, let's get these tickets off the table. Um, not that we're doing that actually. And I, we have a couple more minutes here. So I do want to lead into what we are um uh, starting with, so we're obviously launching publicly today. Here we are. Hi. Um, and our, we have a few buckets, um, available on our open collective page. You can go to the WP community collective here. So you can see different options there, but our primary, um, goal right now is our accessibility fellowship. So we are, um, in, uh, final talks with, um, one of our, uh, a person who is a core contributor right now and is uh, not sponsored and is hoping to get sponsorship so that they can continue their work, excuse me, on the accessibility team and tackling some of those issues that um, are 
there and need to be dealt with. And so this is actually not even a an open fellowship at the moment that we're asking to find someone. We are actually hoping to just support someone who is already doing this work so that they can take six months, for example, and which is what we're, we're going to be raising money for. It takes six months, five hours a week, and know that they're able to do this so they can take on projects that might have a longer duration. They can make plans for those six months. They can put that as part of their schedule and part of their work and know that they're getting handled or their, you know, their payment is coming through, handled all through Open Collective. They don't have to, as Courtney was saying, go market their funds. They don't have to go... Um, you know, do a bunch of, you know, scrambling to raise money or to figure it out in the next three months. Um, they don't have to worry about even, you know, their own payment gateways. It's just they get to do their contribution and we need to help them do that financially. And that is the very first uh, core uh, initiative that we are launching. And we do hope there will be more in the future. Um, so uh, Courtney, Katie, and I are all... Uh, as I said, primary parents. I don't know if we said that before, but we are all uh, parents of young children. And our goal is not to run this organization by ourselves. This is not, this is not Courtney, Katie, and Sage. We are doing this to get it set up. And our plan is to create a larger board, including representation from around the globe or an at-large board. We hope to have, we've started forming an advisory board. Our goal is to have an offer whether or not it's accepted, a permanent seat on the advisory board to whomever holds the executive director position of work, the executive director of WordPress position, whomever that is currently, Josefa. Um, and uh, uh, we we want to do things, as, as Katie was talking about, in a very transparent and open way. So this is not something that we're just running with that's our thing. We very much need the community's help. We very much want the community's help. We're going to be developing this together, putting our bylaws together, putting the boards together. It's only the beginning of that. Um, but the best thing, if you want to help you now, would be to help us fund our accessibility fellowship. And we'll be tweeting out about it and talking about it, of course, more in the next coming months. Um, but we'd really love your help funding that uh, so we could literally get started. I'm going to give a quick disclaimer as well. Um, my availability to work on this is definitely a project of my own choosing and a passion. Yeah, this um, isn't sponsored. Not sponsored. At not this sponsored. time, however, uh, I'm exploring the opportunities of listing Open Collective. When you work for big companies, you'll learn that you have to go through an, a bigger, bigger challenge of who can be a vendor <laughs> and who can get paid from such an organization. And so I will say that, of course, I'm exploring opportunities for my employer to list Open Collective as a vendor, therefore able to bring funds to this. But there is no guarantee of that at this time. And my time is uh, that I'm doing like this. Courtney's disclaimer. So like, I would like to provide a disclaimer. Yes. Uh, no. So uh, we need the community's help to make this yeah. happen. We're not relying on corporate sponsors. Uh, we're not taking pack money or dark money. <laughs> Just kidding. That was, that was a different commercial. Um, so we want you, we need your support. We need your help. We need your input. We want your ideas. Um, check out the website. Uh, you can join um, for free the individual membership. Just basically sign up, which means you'll get our updates and you'll be able to start having those conversations with us uh, and be part of the Greater Open Collective Foundation's um, 
membership in general. So um, let's let's do this. We are now uh, ready to roll. Well, that's about it for today. I want to say thank you very much for coming and hanging out with us. Um, I do approve this message, by the way. And, uh, <laughs> and you have given money. Yeah, sorry, we, thank you. <laughs> I have given money as club. well. <laughs> so yeah, make sure you do that. And, and you'll see that, uh, you know, the, that the contribution included the fees and all those things that were kind of tied into it. And it shows you all of that. So yeah, go do that. And um, we'll be checking in on that later and talk to you all later. Have a Bye. good one. This will not be the last time we talk about this sort of stuff. No. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> so Oh, places. Also, if you want to listen to us and watch us, um, we're streaming on all sorts of different places. We're on Mastodon, YouTube. Um, we're over on tilvids.com. We're everywhere. So talk to y'all later. Bye bye. We are on the internet live.